Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hey everyone, welcome to Real Vision Crypto. Enjoy today's show. Welcome to Credo's first interaction with Real Vision. I'm joined today by Ryan Hanley, who is head of product at DeFi at Elwood. And we're going to have a 30, 40 minute conversation about institutional DeFi, the journey of this amazing space. So my name is Ben Whitby. I'm a head of strategic projects at Credo. Credo is the institutional platform that enables uh, institutions to engage in crypto. We've got partnerships in place with MetaMask Institutional, and we are working with hedge funds, asset managers, family offices, investment banks, and helping them go down this journey, go down this rabbit hole. With Elwood, Elwood has been a leading pioneer of this space. Um, but do you know what? The best person to explain it? That's Ryan himself. Let's hear a little bit about Ryan. Um, maybe you can say a little bit about Elwood at the same time. Sure. So um, my name is Ryan Hanley. I'm head of product uh, for DeFi Elwood. Uh, Elwood, in a nutshell, is an institutional trading platform. Um, we help connect a variety of different exchanges and allow institutions to access markets uh, via one API. Um, to be able to execute, to be able to see their orders, to be able to reconcile positions um, from a, a variety of different sources. We are in 2022. You know, crypto first came on the scene in 2008, late, uh, late 2008, early 2009. When did you first encounter it? What was your rabbit hole journey? I think like a lot of people, I, I had a little bit of exposure quite early on. Uh, so in, in 2014, I was running a local marketing startup um, where we were pulling in lots of data for small businesses um, to be able to expose all of their business details to the variety of sources. So when Foursquare used to be a thing in the UK, Yelp, Yellow Pages, kind of aggregate that across a number of different places. And one of the ideas um, we sort of thought of was allowing these businesses to accept Bitcoin. So we started going to a few Bitcoin meetups to see if um, we could make that happen. I think this is when Bitcoin was at about $300 back in 2014. Um, yeah. Ended up being a bit too complicated, went away, did a few other things. Um, and then back in 2017, my, my ex-co-founder had found himself going further down the rabbit hole um, of 2014, had gone to Gibraltar um, to look to raise an ETF for Bitcoin. I think the price was about $1,100 around that point. Um, failed miserably, got laughed at off a number of boats by a number of these guys in Gibraltar, said it would never work. Um, but by going there, uh, managed to be um, introduced um, to a fellow kind of pioneer and created a company called Token Market, 
And this was a very timely sort of affair so back in 2017. ICOs were, were quite the thing. Um, they were typically done in a very untowardly fashion. Uh, there were lots of scams. There were lots of hacks. There were lots of you know, infinite token mints going wrong with smart contracts um, and token market use uh, looked to, to kind of put a framework together um, to allow companies um, who genuinely had purpose, had the right kind of technical ability to launch tokens um, in a regulated fashion. So he, he joined a token market, um, started to set up this infrastructure, um, built out a smart contract platform to help with the issuance of these tokens. And then we got regulated uh, in Gibraltar under the DLT license. So we were one of the first to get regulated under that as we were helping these companies to launch. Um, ICO market died. We kind of then pivoted ourselves as well. So we looked at um, more institutional sort of means of tokenization. So that was uh, sort of equity tokens. So I then took on a role as the Managing Director of Token Market Technologies. We went through the FCA sandbox um, to do tokenized equity under the crowdfunding exemptions. Um, so we did that, the small raise for token market. Um, I then moved on uh, to one of our uh, companies that we helped to fund, a company called CoinFirm. It's a transaction monitoring and chain analytics company. Um, and whilst at CoinFirm, I went down the path of DeFi uh, quite heavily. We're starting to see a lot of interest um, in terms of companies wishing to access DeFi and to become more comfortable in terms of who their counterparties were, understanding the information um, around what was happening on chain in some of these pools um, and applying these to regulation, which is um, in principle uh, at the moment within this field. So where you almost need to take a, a best efforts approach, show your homework, show that you're thorough, um, and to really look deeply in terms of you know where you're making these transactions. Uh, so look to help CoinFirm build out that product, which I think is something they still they still sell today, and um, to help give a bit more colour around some of the liquidity pools, the AMMs and what have you, and the transactions which were being made on chain to get some form of comfort and to justify some of the positions that we know a number of these companies were, were taking within the DeFi markets. Um, and from there, I've, I've now moved on to Elwood. Um, and again, a lot of that work from CoinFirm is, is coming into my day-to-day -day there in terms of understanding what's happening on chain and how we can build out robust frameworks, reporting um, and data products around DeFi. It's funny, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's a pretty amazing journey that you're describing there. You know, right from the outset with token market, you were set on kind of working with regulators to make sure that people understood how they could do it and how we could cut down on all the various different scams. And I think, you know, your journey, like many others, has been one that kind of continues to drive things forwards with regards to taking all of this new technology and all of this new thinking to the regulators and say, look, we're keen to explore this space, but we don't want to do it without without bringing you on board. How did you find the time kind of dealing with the regulators and especially the time kind of with the FCA and in the sandbox and other pieces like that? 
we have to do a lot of education. I think that's fair. I think on, on, we, we regulate in a few different places. So we, we you know, we did a VFA in Malta. Uh, we did some Dubai. We did obviously the FCA sandbox um, and also the, the sort of DLT and principal license. And, you know, every step of the way, you know, you're having to educate a team which comes from a more traditional background and to get them comfortable um, around some of these new concepts. Um, but it was, it was a really good experience. I mean, one, you know, we found that there was genuinely, um, you know, this kind of appetite for regulators to learn and, and to understand. Um, and then also a kind of an ongoing realization um, that maybe some of the things that were happening on chain <laughs> went a little bit further uh, than some of the um, tools that perhaps they had in the more traditional markets. Um, and especially around the kind of the analytical side and, and the way in which you're able to process, you know, numerous transactions and relationships between transactions started to, I think, really start to pique their interest. Um, so it was, it was definitely a bit of a struggle. So I'm sure a, a number of companies going through the current licensing regime in the UK are feeling at the moment, especially with the deadline coming up. Um, but I think that there was intent there to learn. And I, I think we're kind of, we're seeing from from regulators that they're they're starting to understand this a lot more um, and really understanding the tools which are play um, and getting closer to giving us a little bit more uh, direction uh, in terms of sort of rules based regulation, which I think we're we're looking for from a, a number of the different bodies. Yeah, it's a really difficult journey, isn't it, in terms of that education piece, because. You want to keep progressing. You want to keep moving the technology forwards, um, engagement forwards, and you have to be in it to experience the kind of pitfalls, the dangers, and navigate the the hurdles that exist in this in this world. I mean, one of the things that we've done with Credo is 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 build a way to kind of navigate away from that private key problem to enable financial institutions to kind of engage in in the decentralized world in this token space using their own governance. Um, I think Elwood's trying to bring the same kind of ethos to the table in terms of the language and the, the, the structure and the value that you're bringing to the clients. What kind of, what kind of feedback have you had from clients and how do, how do they find you? How do they kind of come across Elwood? Hey, if you like this clip, be sure to check out the full interview and more only on realvision.com forward slash crypto. It's 100% free. Sign up now.